This is a legacy episode of the Lesbian Historic Motif podcast, originally released as part of the Lesbian Talk Show podcast group. Some references may be obsolete. The show looks at lesbian-relevant themes in history and literature, has interviews and discussions about current historical fiction with queer female characters, including fantastic versions of the past, and presents new original historical fiction for your enjoyment. Today, the Lesbian Historic Motif podcast is talking to Genevieve Fortin, whose new novel, Water's Edge, is set in 1880s New England and Canada. Welcome, Genevieve. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So why don't you tell me a little bit about your current novel? This was probably the, the first novel idea that I had. So it's my third novel that was published, but it's actually the first idea I had. Back in 2002, I was working on a research project that was my my job was basically to transcribe interviews that were done with Franco-Americans in New England. And I really became fascinated by their stories because it's people from where I'm from, from Quebec. Uh And, you know, back in the late 1880s, uh, early 1900s, they packed up everything with their families and left for New England. So I was really interested in that aspect. And I knew I wanted to write a book about it. But I was very intimidated by the historical part of it, the research it took and everything. So then I started writing lesbian fiction, and then I wanted to kind of marry both. You know, I started thinking, okay, well, those Franco-Americans, those French Canadians that moved to New England, I'm sure, like in any situation, in any environment, in any period in history, lesbians existed so i started to imagine what it would be like for two young girls to realize that what they felt for each other was more than friendship back in that time so that's a a great idea because ordinary historical fiction i think is a harder sell sometimes than if you add in a bit of romance yeah and personally i'm more interested in historical when there's a little bit of romance to it it's not it's not it's still very realistic to the period i think but it's it's about finding a way to make the romance and the love story plausible and possible in in that environment in that setting uh-huh. so other than the inspiration of the interviews you were doing What's your background in history? I've always been interested in history. I was studying French literature, and at some point I had a class on the end of 19th century. It was, uh, we talked about the decadent movement and Oscar Wilde in England and other writers in France, and this particular writer called Rachild wrote a book called Monsieur Venus, Mr. Venus, Uh and that talked about genders in a different way and I thought it was very daring and I just became very very interested in that specific period 19th century and more specifically the end of the 19th century so after that you know any movie everything that I could find to read on those that that time period I loved it so that that's how it happened Uh uh-huh Have you always been uh, interested in history in general, or was there something in particular that sparked it? In history in general, like I said, it's that class, that one class on the end of the 19th century that sparked it. I always liked history. I always liked to know what was going on in, in a time before me. In Quebec, 
on TV, there's always been a lot of TV shows that were set in 19th century, early 20th century. It's a thing that I grew up with. But my personal fascination came up when I was in that class and the teacher was so fascinating the way that she spoke about the decadent movement and the end of the 19th century. And she made comparisons with, with the end of the 20th century, which was the time when I took the class. And I was very, very interested in that. So, yeah. So I noticed in your biography, it says that you live in that area, almost, almost right on the border between the U.S. and Canada. When you were researching the novel, did you go and visit the places you were writing about? I actually uh, I actually visited the place where the families are from. Rimouski is also where I'm from. So I visited that place a lot in Canada. But also, when I was transcribing the interview, working on a research project, we went to Woonsocket, Rhode Island. We went to Bristol, Massachusetts. We visited different cities where there was a lot of textile mills and where those families came. I did go through Fall River. I didn't spend enough time in Fall River. I would have liked to spend more time there. But what I didn't see in my traveling, I, I made up for in, in research. So, But yeah, the first time I remember when I was working on the research project and I went to Woonsocket, there was a, a special event. I can't remember what it was exactly, but we were invited and... I started telling those people, you know, they were very, um, they were not young people. They were mostly older people. And I started telling them I was from Rimouski. And it was, they welcomed me as if I was their granddaughter <laughs> or their great granddaughter. And I felt so overwhelmingly welcome and, and, and appreciated by those people. Like they, they were so happy to see someone that came from the same place where their family came from. It, it was amazing. And I really felt like I had to write about them. Oh, that's fabulous. So moving over to the lesbian side of things, what did you do to research what women's lives would have been like at that time as lesbians? As lesbians, it, it was difficult because I, I couldn't find anything specifically to New England or especially specifically to those communities because, you know, all you read about in the books um, is the way they worked and the families that they raised. You know, they were, they were raised to work hard, marry young and have children. Lots and lots of children. They, they, they had to be good Catholic families. So trying to find things that were written about women that might have been lesbians in, in that setting, I had to work with the setting that I read about and imagine the rest, you know, think, uh -huh. okay, but what if you don't want to get married? What if you fall in love with your friend? What happens then? Do you then just get married anyway and do what people want you to do? Well, maybe. But for my book to be interesting, I had to have at least one of them that didn't want to do that. Uh -huh. So at the same time, there were other women in, in larger cities, like in Boston, who did live single. It was not easy, but, you know, they could have uh, small rooms in lodging houses or uh, small jobs. And, you know, there were people, there were women that lived unmarried so that's why 
I chose to make Emily move away from Fall River to Boston for a while, where she actually started living her life and discover what she truly was. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know that for me, one of the hard things about writing historic stories is not having my characters reinvent sexuality, that, you know, giving them a basis for saying, oh, this is a thing. This is this is a way you can be. Yes, exactly. And you can think of it the same way we think it now. It's difficult now for young women to accept it very often. You do see young women struggle with accepting the fact that they're gay. So imagine back then when, you know, they didn't even see models. They didn't, you know, a young girl like Emily growing up in uh, a little Canada in Fall River didn't have models, didn't see other lesbians, didn't, she didn't even know. You know, that's why in the book, it's when she actually reads another book uh, from uh, friends called Nana. And in Nana, there is uh, a character that actually has a, a friendship that is also sexual. Uh-huh. It's, it's a prostitute that has a, a friendship that's also sexual with another prostitute. So that's when she sees that, that she realizes, oh my God, does that really exist? And and then she starts thinking of Angeline in a different way. But she, she had to read it. it. She wouldn't see that in her village. Right, right. So when you were uh, working on the book, what was the thing that you found either most interesting or most most fun that you didn't know going in something that just really suddenly struck you wow i didn't i didn't know this before so many things i read uh, my favorite book that i read from my research and you know i read everything i could i could put my hands on but my favorite thing was the uh, a book by eve uh, roby which is called the franco americans of new england uh-huh. um and I realized, I guess the most surprising thing to me and that I didn't know is, is to see how much, how difficult, how really difficult it was for those French Canadians. Because you think, you know, once they left the farm where they were starving and they found jobs, yes, I knew that working in the mills was difficult, that it was not an easy job, but on top of that, they were really, really not liked by the other groups in the cities where they were. The Irish, uh, Polish, especially the Irish, didn't like them at all for all kinds of reasons, and it, it was just justifiable in, in some way, but it was a very, very hard life. I guess for me, the most difficult was to allow Emily to break away from that hard life to in some way. Because it, it felt to me that it was a life you were pretty much trapped in. And there was no way out of it because all you can think about was work 12, 13 hours a day, six days a week, and then go to church and then have kids, have children, raise children. It seems that there was no space to dream, to read, to be something else. And that's what Emily very much is. She's definitely something else. She reads a lot. She she has aspirations that she, she couldn't find in that life that she was living. I guess the most surprising thing to me was just how difficult it was. The more the more I read, the more I realized just how difficult it was for them. Yes. Do you expect to continue writing historic novels or was it just this one that you, you really wanted to write? I will definitely keep writing writing historical fiction. I plan on writing a sequel to this one, 
my plan is to write over the last hundred years or so with with the same family, but you know, in different periods of time. What I want to see, because I was telling you earlier that in Quebec there's a lot of historical fiction, whether it's on TV, it's in literature, but it's never with lesbian characters. And if it is, it's just to show it, it's in the, a very uh, negative light. Uh-huh. So I want to have lesbian characters be at the center of that history, revisit our history and have lesbian characters at the center of it. That's my goal. I don't want to write only historical fiction, but I will keep writing historical fiction for sure. Yes, I think it's so important to write ourselves back into the history books. There are so many yes. reasons why lesbians were not included in official histories. But as you say, you know, we must have been there. And figuring out how to paint ourselves back into the picture is so important. It's important and it's a nice exercise, too. I like it. It's very stimulating to imagine how we survived those years. Yes. Well, thank you very much, Genevieve Fortin, for joining the Lesbian Historic Motif podcast to talk about your new novel, Water's Edge which has just come out from Bella Books. Before we go, Genevieve, tell us about how your readers can find you online or in social media. I think the easiest way is to go to my website. It's gforten.com, G-F-O-R-T-I-N.com. And there, right uh, on the homepage, you have all my links to Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, So you can find me there. And you also have my email address, feel free to email me. I'm always happy to receive emails and to uh, respond to them. Okay, I'll add all of that information to the show notes so people can find it easily. Thank you. Thank you very much, Heather. It was a pleasure talking with you. Thank you for the opportunity. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Lesbian Historic Motif podcast. See the show notes for links to people and topics. Most shows will have a transcript linked as well. If you have a book announcement, a topic suggestion, or might like to appear on the show, please drop me an email. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate it and subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and consider supporting our Patreon.